Welcome to the Pastor Nora King Podcast. We're confident that the message you're about to hear will enhance and empower your life in God. Now, here's Pastor Nora. Tonight, we're going to desire the working of miracles. The working of miracles. And God wants that to be in manifestation today. See, many people think the gifts of the Holy Spirit, and in particular the working of miracles, that passed away, you know, when the 12 apostles, when they left. No, that is not true. God is not a respecter of persons. He's the same yesterday, today, and forever. What we see in the Bible is what's available for us today. But we need to know about it. We need to be expecting it. And we need to be expecting the working of miracles. Now, I'm going to tell you something. The working of miracles, what, what really is that saying is it takes human instrumentality to be able to demonstrate God's miracle working power in the earth. See, God can do miracles without man. We read that in the Bible and we know about it. God can do those kind of miracles. And we'll probably talk about them in, in a minute. God can do miracles without man. But see, the gifts of the Holy Spirit and this working of miracles is in direct, uh, it's a direct connection with man. Man bringing God's miracle working power into the earth. I don't know about you, but that's exciting. I don't know about you, but I want to be used in that way. I want that. And it takes a man to manifest, or a woman to manifest the gift of the working of miracles. Amen? Now, let's look at the meaning for the working of miracles. It's God working and using a person in the supernatural demonstration of the power of God by which the laws of nature are altered, suspended, or controlled. In other words, you know, God set laws upon the earth and He said things are going to be a certain way. But when the Spirit wills for a man or a woman to walk in the working of miracles, it's going to be altered. It's going to be controlled. And things are going to happen differently. And you see, people, you know, when you talk about the supernatural, they don't understand, oh, the supernatural. Oh, well, there's really nothing like that that happens today. Or, you know, we'll go into spiritism and, you know, we'll do seances and, uh, you know, and, and, and those kinds of things. And see, all that is is demons mimicking the power of God, trying to say that they're talking in the other realm to someone else that's already gone on. And see, all it is is a counterfeit. Satan has to counterfeit what God is doing and then to try to discredit it so God's people will look at it and say, well, I better not mess with that because I could get in trouble. You know, the devil might get me. <laughs> the devil's going to try to get us anyway. But the devil can't get you in this realm. The working of miracles is as the Spirit wills and as you desire and God will move and He'll alter. He'll alter things. I, that's a good thing to think about. 
You know, we just think about, well, there's, you know, there's no way to change this. Well, I've got news for you. God can change it through the working of miracles, through the gifts of the Holy Spirit. How powerful is that? It's powerful, isn't it? So miracles, if you look at what miracles do, and I, I, you know, this is just the way I think I like to break things down. Miracles demonstrate the power of God. It's a demonstration. The world says it can't be. And God says it will be. Son, stand still. The sundial, go back 10 degrees in the opposite direction. And man says, well, that can't be. And God says, I'll alter and it will be. I set the laws up to begin with and I can alter them if I want to. It's the power of God in demonstration. God needs His power demonstrated in the earth. You know, Christians too many times are weak. And God wants us strong in the Lord. And see, being strong doesn't denote that we're tall and, you know, muscular. It doesn't denote that. It denotes that we are submitted and surrendered to the power of the Holy Spirit. And we may be a little old lady, 85 years old and weigh 90 pounds, and we can demonstrate the power of God. Amen? And when we think about miracles, it does demonstrate the power of God, but it also brings glory to God when miracles take place. It doesn't bring glory to the devil, and it shouldn't bring glory to man. See, it's not about man. It's about God's love being imparted into the earth. And it's about the glory of God. It's about Him getting the glory and the recognition that somebody says, that was God. Not that's the devil. See, that's what the church, I heard that for years, that it was the devil doing that. How how ridiculous and how sad that is because we don't believe many times in the supernatural power of God to demonstrate in the earth. But uh, miracles bring glory to God and they also help people. Miracles help people. That's what God's doing. He's bringing help to people. People like you and me. People like those that we rub shoulders with. People like we go to school with, that we work with, that we're in a family with, that we go to church with, that are out there in the world without hope. God wants to bring a demonstration and help people. Amen? Now, miracles convince and can bring repentance to people. Did you know that? If you read the Bible you'll see that that happened. People would repent and and a lot of people would come to the Lord when there were miracles. But I'm going to tell you, on the other side of that, do you know that when miracles happen, that people can harden their hearts, not believe God, buck up against it? Isn't that what Pharaoh did when the miracles began to happen? It didn't help him believe. It didn't help him see that these were really the children of God, the Israelites. But what he did is hardened his heart and tried to stand against the miracle working power of God. So it can go either way. But I choose, I I want my heart to be humble and and contrite before the Lord, don't you? And I want my heart to to be pliable to God. And, And I tell you what, I've seen God do so many 
mighty things and, and it puts the fear of God in me. It really does. Now, if you read the Old Testament and you read the New Testament, you know what you're going to find a lot of? Miracles. In the Old Testament, there's so many miracles that are recorded. And, you know, there's only one message tonight. And we're going to, you know, wrap this thing up. So there's only so much that, that I'm going to say. But there's so much more. If you get your Bible out and you do a study and you see how much the Bible in the Old and the New talks about the working of miracles and miracles that happen, it, it's phenomenal. It really is. It's just phenomenal. All the, the, the miracles that happened and that are recorded and documented in the scriptures. And for us to think that God is not a God of miracles, He is. He is a God of miracles and signs and wonders. And as we look in the book of Acts and we uh, study over there, we see that many times that God confirmed His word with what? signs and wonders and miracles. And that was the birth of the new church. The church of the Lord Jesus Christ. The New Testament, it's full of it. But the Old Testament is full of miracles too. And do you know who had the most recorded miracles? Now we can't say that he did the most miracles because we don't know that, but the most recorded miracles? You know who did that? Anybody want to guess? Say it out loud. Paul, Elijah, Peter, all those. There were miracles, you know, at their hands and and that were worked through them. But Moses, Moses was the one who had the most recorded miracles that we know about. You know, that's just what we're told about in the Bible. And you know the story of Moses and you know how it started out. You know, God appeared to him in the burning bush. You remember that? God began to speak to him. And God began to tell him some things that he was going to do. And, of course, he couldn't even see it because he had such a poor self-image and had been living on that backside of the desert for so long. But God called him out. And one day he said, pick up the rod. And he picked up the rod. And God was going to use the rod. Now he said... Put it down. And he put it down and it turned into a snake. And he said, now pick it back up by the tail. And when he did, it became that rod again. In other words, God's going to show him with the rod, I'm going to work miracles. You know what the rod can represent today? The Word of God. It really can represent the Word of God. And one thing I noticed as I was studying not just this time getting ready for this, but I'd seen it before. One thing that I had noticed about the miracles is that the preaching of the Word, God would use those together. People would talk about the gospel, talk about Jesus, talk about being born again, talking about going to heaven, talking about all those things, and then a miracle would be attached to that. And so there was Moses, and he had the rod, which represents the Word. And what do we have? We have the Word. We've got our rod, and we connect that with the power of God, and God is able to do the miracles. Amen? And we see Moses' life now. If, if you think about one of the, the most outstanding miracles, 
that, that happened was when he was going out of Egypt with all the Israelites and they were, you know, come here to the, the, the Red Sea and Pharaoh, they turn around and see that the armies of Pharaoh are after him. And then what happens? I guess panic hits, you know, they turn around and see that. But God spoke to him and he, he held that rod out and when he held the rod out, there was a working of a miracle. And what happened? The waters parted. Now, that was a miracle that went against nature because nature has it that the water is in the, the, the bed, you know, the ocean or river, whatever it is, it's there. The water is there. And we know that water, you know, in the ocean, it comes up, you know, the waves come up, and they go out. They've done that forever and forever. But one day when God said, I'm going to alter nature, and Moses held that rod up to bring deliverance to the people, and the waters parted. And the wind kept that water. See, nature was uh, uh, helping in the process, kept that water up there. And the, the children of Israel, the Bible said, walked across on dry ground. But then what happened? When people without a covenant and the enemies of God tried to cross that same river, what happened? The Red Sea. What, it, it just came right on them and covered them up and drowned them. Their horses, all the people... See, there was a working of a miracle. And see, I'm here to tell you, God can part the Red Sea for us. There have been times, you know, in, in, in ministry and what we're doing for the Lord, I can't say that we had a literal Red Sea experience, but I've seen God part the water so many times. And how things happened, I don't even know. But I know that it was God at work. And I call it a miracle. Now, it may not line up, you know, with the Scripture verbatim what we're talking about, but it is a miracle to me that God could do some of the things that He's done right here. Amen? Praise the Lord. Now, so Moses had a lot of miracles that happened as he led the children of Israel and was a great leader. And then we turn to the New Testament in Acts 4.29. It says over here, Lord, behold their threatenings, and grant unto thy servants that with all boldness they may speak thy word by stretching forth thine hand to heal, and that signs and wonders may be done by the name of the holy child Jesus. Now what did they do? They prayed for miracles. I had someone tell me one time, this was years ago, and, um, and I would have prayer meetings, and I was in a prayer meeting, and, and I had done this for a long, long time. I'd just been praying, Lord, we want miracles. We want your miracle working power. We want the working of miracles in our midst. And I had someone come up and tell, do you, do you think that maybe you're off by praying for miracles? You, you think you should be doing that? Well... If they can do it, and they're the New Testament church, then why can't we do it? You see, that again is that fear. Oh, you don't want to get over there, you know. Yeah, that's spooky, you know. Well, I can tell you the supernatural is not natural. 
And so you may not have an understanding, and there may be, you know, we want to put this up a little bit, but you know what we need to do? We just need to dive on into it. We need to believe God, and we need to receive what He wants us to receive. And here was these people, the New Testament church, and they had been under persecution They were going to lock them up. They were beating them. They were doing all kinds of things. And what did they do? Lord, behold their threatenings and grant unto thy servants with all boldness they may speak thy word by stretching forth thine hand to heal and that signs and wonders. You see, when persecution arose, they said, let the word be preached. Let the word be preached strong. Let the word be preached hard. Let the word be preached. And signs and wonders and miracles accompany it. When the devil rears up his head, let the people of God rise up in the power, miracle working power of God. Not lay down and take it. Not, you know, for we as Christians and Christian leaders, for us to lay... Well, that's just where we are in society. We just have to, you know, just leave everything the way it is. There's not really anything we can do. God said, occupy till I come. He didn't say, step back and just let the, you know, let the world creep into the church. I'm getting my spiritual broom out and I'm going to sweep it out when I see it. And we all need to do that. Whether it's our life or in the life of someone that we love. You understand what I'm saying? Or do you? (laughs) So here they prayed for these signs and wonders or these miracles to happen. In whose name? In the name of Jesus, that holy child, Jesus Christ. That's how the miracles are manifested in His name. Amen? Mark 16. It says, Signs follow believers. In my name shall they cast out the devil. That means deal with. We don't have to go looking for devils, but when we come across their path, we're to cast them out. We're to deal with them. Not act like we don't see them. Maybe they'll go away if we don't deal with them. No, they won't. They'll just bring more reinforcements in. But so he said, signs follow believers. Now, if you, you know, I'm not going to read all of that. You know, you'll speak in tongues, take up serpents, and if you drink something, you know, poisonous, it won't hurt you. You'll lay hands on the sick, that kind of thing. But then if you read down there in a few verses below that, it talks about they preached the word and the Lord confirmed with signs following. So God, when the word is preached, wants signs and wonders to be manifested. Who, who does that? Believers. In my name, believers. Say, I'm a believer. So if you're a believer, I'm a believer, we all have the opportunity for this working of miracles to be manifested in our life at the right time when God wants it to happen. I want to stay alert and ready, don't you? 
Now, there were miracles, I, t- I mentioned this a minute ago, that were done in the Bible that were not used, uh, a ma- where a man was used to, to bring forth that miracle. And I thought it was interesting. You remember from Balaam, you know, and he was beating the donkey. And what did the donkey do? He spoke. That is a miracle. Because they don't talk. Words. They spoke in Balaam's language. The donkey spoke in Balaam's language. Do you think that would get your attention? Now, if you're being mean and nasty to Fido at your house, and he spoke up and said, Why did you do that? Why don't you give me some food? Don't you love me anymore? What would you do? you would say that was a miracle. See, that was a miracle that was done without man. God just did it. You remember the children of Israel in the the desert? And the Bible said for 40 years, their shoes didn't wear out and their clothes lasted that long. Now think about it. I tell you what, I don't want these shoes for 40 years. I like shoes, don't you? All you ladies should say amen. But I want you to think about this, how exciting this is. They were in the desert. There was no Walmart or Target or Dillard's or anything else where they could buy shoes. And God said, I'm going to do a miracle and you're going to wear those sandals that are on your feet walking through the hot sand that is abrasive and that will tear sandals up after a period of time. But... It's not going to happen to you. I'm going to give you a miracle and your shoes are going to last. And your clothes are going to last. That was a miracle that God worked. And I think if man looks at that, we just have to say that is a miracle. You know, and our kids, you know, they can tear those shoes up real quick, can't they? We have to replace them. But God said you're going to have shoes and clothing that are going to last you for the 40 years that you're going to be out here wandering around. All right. And then I mentioned this a minute ago. You remember the the sundial? It was Hezekiah and he was going to die. And God said, I'm going to give you 15 years. And he, God worked a miracle to show him that he was, he was, it was God speaking to him and it was really going to happen. He was going to get to 15 years by the sundial going backwards. 10 degrees, and so Hezekiah knew that's a miracle. God worked a miracle for me. So we can see then that there's miracles in the Bible that happened that weren't through a man that God just did, but then we can see that there were miracles where men were used, the working of miracles, the gift of the Holy Spirit, where God used men to bring a miracle into the earth. Amen? So, God needs human beings born again and filled with the Holy Spirit to channel through the working of miracles to this earth because the Lord knows we need it. Amen. Thanks for listening to this message from Pastor Nora King. If you'd like to contact us, you can visit us online at redemptionchurch.com. We'll see you back here next week for another powerful message from Pastor Nora.